I have been uh, very blessed by the music all day today at Grace, Travis, and the whole team. Thank you guys. What a great job. It's been this morning service and then a couple here this evening. They've done a beautiful job with the music. Very, very grateful and just so blessed this time of year to, to gather together uh, for the celebration of the birth of Christ and to remember, to retell the story and to uh, rehearse the parts and think about the different uh, truths that, that jump out from the pages of Scripture. Uh, this evening, we're we'll taking just a few moments, and uh, in the theme of the story of Christmas, uh, the story of Christmas is the story of the good news. That's, that's essentially uh, our point in, uh, as a church thinking of, of the, the, the beauty of the Christmas season and to be able to retell the story, the story that's being played in, in all the stores and across the radio and everywhere Christmas music is played and the gospel is there. And, and uh, people, people aren't always aware of the significance of some of the words, but um, it, the value is there. It's, it's said in our culture, recent survey, nine in ten Americans uh, celebrate Christmas in one fashion or the other. Um, 82% uh, would identify as religiously unaffiliated that celebrate Christmas. So there's something in the traditions of Christmas that they are remembering. Uh, 74% from non-Christian faiths. Uh, so clearly a part of a faith uh, family, but not that of, of the Christian faith. Uh, 72% say that the Jesus the Christians believe in was in fact born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. So the truths are out there. The stories are familiar. In our culture, there's still a, a semblance of what this is all about, even amidst all the extra stuff that makes Christmas uh, both fun, exciting, and a tad stressful at times. Um, so even, even 33% of the religiously unaffiliated uh, would accept the truth that there is a Jesus that was born. That's pretty significant. You might think, well, that's only 33%. Well, that means a third of the people think there's something to this story. And that's before we even get to the truths that the Scripture has for us. The question I want to talk about for a few moments and help answer is the why. The why behind the Christmas story. Many of you could could tell the story and rehearse the parts. And last Sunday night, we watched our kids do a phenomenal job up here retelling the story. Uh, so we're familiar with it. Our culture isn't, this isn't foreign, but the why. Why does this matter? Why do we celebrate? 51% of Americans believe in some biblical sense that Jesus came to this earth to give his life as a ransom. Well, that's pretty substantial. Uh, over half believe there was something to the fact that Christ came to give his life. Fewer, 31%, that believe Jesus came just to bring good, just to bring good teaching, help people have an abundant life. Um, and then there's even those that had uh, divisive things. Jesus came to divide and cause problems. That's a pretty small percentage. Uh, so the question of why. Why did, why did Jesus come? Why do we celebrate this Christmas, this holiday, unlike any other uh, in, our, in our traditions? Well, it, it takes us back to one of the verses that was read a few moments ago in Luke chapter 2. Uh, we're just going to look at a couple of verses. Luke chapter 2, verse 10. Uh, I love this because I just picture myself as an average 
shepherd. I don't know who you identify with in the Christmas story, but the shepherds were just your average people. This would be like your average blue-collar worker that's just out there making a living. Uh, They weren't necessarily looked down upon as horrible or bad. These were just common people. So they're out doing what shepherds do, taking care of the sheep at night, and the angel shows up. And I love the first words are what? Fear not. (laughs) You know there had to be fear. There had to be something. I've never seen an angel like that, especially while I'm watching my sheep. But uh, just this sense that there's this dramatic entrance of an angel appearing to this particular group of people at this particular night, the angel says, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So the reason behind Christmas, we are suddenly awakened with, with this angel's abrupt introduction um, and, the, and the shepherds and their normal everyday routine being somewhat fearful, somewhat shaken by this event. Uh, right away, the angel says, hey, you, we got this. It's all right. Relax. Fear not. No one likes to be told to relax when you're, when you're really trembling. But there had to be something very calming and peaceful for an angel to directly um, um, give his attention to these individuals and speak to them. And this announcement is laid out for us in very, three very simple words uh, that we would be familiar with. He says, uh, for behold, I bring you good, t- uh, good news of great joy. Uh, I love that this good news is introduced right away to shepherds. This good news, not just uh, don't be afraid, but it says, I bring who? You. So right away, the shepherds are singled out as this is for us. It wasn't you as in just humanity. Clearly, that's going to be the meaning. But for them to hear these words, uh, unto you is born this night in the city of David. And so this was very direct, very personal. This is, in fact, good news. And I don't know if that kind of fear uh, uh, up against this kind of good news did something to really change them. But I got to believe, even in this room tonight, there's probably some of you that are waiting for some good news. You're probably needing a good word, perhaps not from an angel visiting you tonight. I wouldn't wish that on you, but just that sense of there's, there's something out there that means something. There's something out there that makes sense. And so for the shepherds to hear this in their moment of fear, it's directed to them. But notice the three phrases, and this is the key to the whole passage. This is good news uh, of great joy for all people, Right? Say that with me if you would, out loud, right where you're seated. Say, good news, great joy for all people. One more time. All right, here we go, the three phrases. Good news, great joy for all people. This is huge because the the shepherds that are doing what shepherds do, taking care of business and have this angel visit them, are hearing something that's so profound beyond what they would even imagine. The idea of good news Good news. This is the same word in the Greek language that is for evangel. This is the word for gospel. When we talk about the gospel, the fact of who Jesus is and why he came, the good news of what he came to do, this is good news. This is going to be good. The great joy 
This is delight. This is fulfilled purpose. It's not just a circumstantial, I feel good, I don't feel good. This is a deep personal satisfaction, the great joy because of a fulfilled purpose. Deep inner peace regardless of circumstances. And then all people. For the shepherds to hear that this news was for all people, which again at that moment started with them. Here we are, a long ways from Bethlehem and a long time later, and we're still talking about this good news for all people. So what is the good news that would bring great joy for all people? Well, it's found in the very next verse. Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David. Again, directing to them, for unto you is born this day. I mean, it's happening right now. It's right over the hill in the city of Bethlehem. In the, in the city of David, as Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So when I ask the question, what is the why behind the Christmas story? What is the why behind why we celebrate this and get excited? I think the answer is found in that verse. Number one, this is definitely good news that brings great joy for all people. But what is that news? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. So it's interesting, of all the ways, all the names of Jesus, all the titles of God, all the words that describe the goodness of God and who Jesus is, and the angel starts with a Savior. Like, I'm a shepherd, I'm out on the field, I'm doing what shepherds do, I'm taking care of business, and it's nighttime, and I'm scared, and this angel, and all of a sudden, he's like, a Savior has come. This reveals the why behind the Christmas story, unto you, a Savior. And that same unto you is directed for all of us. It has been since the words were spoken by the angel. For all of us to hear that message. Unto you, a Savior is born. Well, the reality is for me to accept that news, I've got to acknowledge that I need a Savior. And this is where the rub comes for some people. I don't know that I need a Savior. I think I'm doing fine. I'm just living my life. And no one knows the emptiness a person feels except for that person. No one knows the, the heartache or the shallowness or the struggle that a person experiences and, and feels except for that individual. On the outside, we can make it look good. We can, we can act right. We can say Christmas is wonderful. We can put up all the decorations and have more lights than anybody in the neighborhood. We can do anything we want to make life look good. But the truth is, we all need a Savior. And that's the why behind Christmas. We were born needy. You may have been born into a great family, or you may have been born in, and there's been some struggles. But the reality is all of us were born with what the Bible calls a sin nature. And it's not because you're a bad person, you're just a mess. It's the fact that we're sinners. We're born, and that's what causes us to rebel against God. We're, the Bible identifies us as being spiritually dead doesn't mean we don't have spiritual vibes or we're not thoughtful people or we can't be loving and caring. It just means there's something that's broken between us and a holy God. And that, that, to fix that brokenness, it's not about religion or, or finding some church or, or following some political way of life. That's a brokenness that only can be fixed by a Savior. And so the angel let those shepherds know, and we're still talking about it today, that a Savior has come. Our sin separated us from God. Not because 
He doesn't love us, but by the nature we've rebelled against him. And he does love us. And he comes to us. And he introduces. And he, and he interjects himself. Even in our messiness and our, and our shame and our sin, Christ finds us and reaches out and says, I love you. Come to me. Trust me. So this is the good news. The good news that the angel talked about, this word for gospel, that's exactly what this is. The good news, the gospel, Paul said it in another place, uh, it speaks of Christ's coming, his death, his burial, his resurrection. That whole package is called from A to Z, the good news, that Christ came for a purpose. And it wasn't just the feels and the excitement of of a festive season. We celebrate and have the festivity because of the significance of the meaning. He came. The good news, that word, evangel, to evangelize, to, to proclaim good news. News It starts with his birth. It goes through his life and how he lived and how he taught and how he loved others and how he, how he took care of the, of the sick and ministered to those that were being ignored by others. And he went to all and he led his disciples into doing the same. And he, and he said, you need to repeat this. Live for other people. Serve other people. Take the thing that I've done for you and bless others with it. So he came. We all have some version of belief in the fact that he came, as, as, as noted earlier, but that he died. And this is where some would say, I don't know why he died. I'm doing fine. No, I needed a savior. He died because he's God. Jesus is God's son. And he was the only one who was able to die in my place and yet be risen again. He's the only one who's able to take sin and do something with it. We can't die for each other. That doesn't do anything except we lose a life. But when Jesus takes our sin upon himself and goes to a cross, he's our savior. And then he rose again. He came, he died, he rose again. And we look at the resurrection, we think, really, that happened? Absolutely, it happened. The proof texts and the the stories and the continuation of the good news This is why the angel said a few verses later in our passage, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Not just because we're celebrating the birth of a baby, but because of who the baby is. He's a savior who's come to bring redemption and make available a way to God and to be right with God. Not by good works or religion or what we do for others, but only through a savior that we trust him and say, I really think You're exactly who you said you are. That's why it's glory to God in the highest. That's where the peace on earth will come when we have that joy because of a resolved crisis, and that is the Savior has come for us. This great joy, that most uh, complete sense of purpose and and satisfaction of knowing I'm, I'm, I'm okay with God. He loves me. I'm joyful because life is hard, life is challenging, the pain doesn't always go away, but I have a joy that's deep inside because of Jesus. Not because of me, not because of religion or things I do or who I line up with, but only because of Jesus. This great joy is for you. This is God's complete joy and purpose for you to know him and to glorify him and to say, God, thank you for the gift of Jesus. The birth of Jesus brought God to man, but it took the cross of Jesus to bring man to God. 
So we love the story of, of the birth and, and tonight and tomorrow. Absolutely, we celebrate without apology, but know that, that, came, that Jesus came and that all led to a cross. And that's where now we can know God because he took my sin upon himself. And he did this, the angel proclaimed, making it available for who? For all people. All the people. This isn't just for the Jewish people in that time. It wasn't just for the shepherd types. It wasn't just for people that come to a church like this or people that lean towards a religious lifestyle. No, this is for all those that would hear this truth and believe in their heart and put their faith and trust in what Jesus has done. God is calling you to himself and he calls us to repent and to turn from ourselves and say, God, I am trusting you. I look to you. This is for all people. And my friends, all people means us. And for the last 2,000 years, churches just like ours and many people all around the globe have been passing on this good news. This good news that brings great joy, which is for all people, including you. And it starts with you. you got to receive it before it changes you. Don't worry about your friend or your neighbor or that guy in your life that you know really needs to hear this, but start with you. Have you received this? And then you do know that it is for others, the people you work with, the people in your home, the people that are struggling, the people around you that kind of like, eh, I don't know about that person. He, he died for them too. So that's why we serve them with love. That's why we care for others. That's why we give ourselves. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse number 40, for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son, speaking of himself, Everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life. That is the why behind Christmas, that we can know God and be at peace with God, not because of us, not because of what we do, but because we've received what He has done. So tonight, if you don't know the Savior personally, if you've not opened your heart and said, God, I believe, I trust you, I would invite you to do that even tonight. I won't embarrass you or have you do anything here other than just in your heart, pray to the Lord, open your heart to God and pray. You don't have to pray out loud. You can just bow your heads as we all will in a moment and, and just say to God, I know I need you. I know what you did is true and I received that. So would you join me, all of us together as we pray? Just a moment in prayer before we're done with this part and we have one more song. And we'll have some cider in a while and a chance to fellowship. But even in this moment, you might be one that says, I don't know that I've ever made this personal. You know, the statistics tell us that people don't go to church just because they are too busy. We assume people aren't fellowshipping with God and aren't practicing the, the church lifestyle because of busyness. No, it's because of shame. It's because we don't fit. We don't feel right. Something. Those are different people. In this moment with your heads bowed and eyes closed that you would cry out to God and receive what he's done for you because he knows your story. He knows your past. He knows the struggles. He knows the challenges. He knows the things that you've said and, and you feel like you can't go back on, but he wants to hear. You could pray a prayer that sounds like this and just say it to God. Dear God, I know I'm not worthy to be accepted by you. I know I don't deserve this gift of eternal life. I'm guilty of sin. I know I've rebelled against you and ignored you. God, I need your forgiveness. Thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place so that I can know forgiveness.
And thank you that he rose from the dead so that I can now have new life. Forgive me and change me that I may live with Jesus and know the great joy. Father, tonight is this church, um, like many others all around the world on this Christmas Eve, are worshiping and celebrating and, and remembering the story. God, I'm thankful the story is not over. I'm thankful there's still people, our neighbors, our family, our friends, that don't yet know the truth of your love for them. It's not about joining a group. or It's, it's about trusting you. And so, Lord, would you draw people to yourself? And even tonight, perhaps there's been some that have prayed a prayer like that to you. Lord, would you allow them to share that with someone else so we can celebrate with them? God, we love you. We thank you for Christmas. We thank you for the incarnation that God is with us, Emmanuel, and we can experience that peace even in the midst of trying times and, and challenges and things that can stress us out. But even in the midst of that, Lord, we can, be, we can have peace with you and experience that great joy. God, we love you. We thank you for tonight, for the music. We thank you for the families and the friends and the, 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 the opportunity to join together. And Lord, most of all tonight, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for the, for the good news that's not dependent upon us doing anything. We can't be good. Lord, you bring us the good news that gives us great joy. And Lord, it's for all people. And we praise you and thank you for that. God, we love you and we thank you for Christmas. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.